Hello and welcome to Web3 Delight Podcast. My name is Tesha Teshanovic and I will be your host today. Web3 is not about technology. This is a social movement towards transparency, consensus, inclusiveness, ownership and openness. To that end, we'll explore different elements of Web3 with our guests and learn from their journeys. The collapse of Silicon Valley Bank has caused quite a disturbance in the financial markets in the world, especially in the banking sector. Does this crisis prove that more than ever we need crypto? I think it definitely stands a case as the um, big utility and big driver of adoption for it, uh, although not all of it. Um, we've we've just seen the kind crisis uh, and the domino effect of the banks uh, collapse. Uh, although we we have to kind of differentiate this from uh, what has happened in bankruptcies, this is actually insolvencies. And it's def- the definition is when uh, it cannot repay depositors because its liabilities are greater than its assets. And we've seen this kind of merge in a lot of uh, fears of the depositors for not getting their money returned. Uh, however, the FDIC have uh, come and approve some of uh, the paybacks for that. Uh, but I would be quite fearful, quite skeptic if I... Uh, was banking with um, any of those aforementioned banks. Uh, Credit Suisse is having some issues, which is uh, looking to get set. But when we take a step back and look at the wider perspective, uh, I believe digital online banking or what we call neobanks do have a role to play there. And most of these bankings offer a digital uh, savings account as well as a crypto account. And uh, that's an infrastructure which is uh, very pertinent. The same way exchanges were so pertinent in the growth of cryptocurrencies as an infrastructure, uh, you didn't have people that had to uh, middleman and had to uh, do P2P anymore. So uh, I believe these things will only cause further demand for the actual asset of digital assets. Uh, and as a store of wealth, I do believe that uh, crypto and other uh, assets, digital assets, uh, can mitigate these risks of insolvencies in the bank. But uh, the, one of the problems with uh, cryptocurrencies and banking is that uh, the DeFi concept uh, never really uh, got a... Uh, uh, wider acceptance for for now on we have a lot of so-called centralized exchanges that like to appear as defis but why defi hasn't succeeded in uh, replacing some of the features of the banking sector so everything i just described now uh from exchanges to neobanks uh were mostly centralized uh finance in the crypto space uh, or as they call it cfi um now we have seen the uh, implosion of CFI, and um, we can look back to the previous year of 2022 and see the cataclysm in the price action of crypto was mainly attributed to the centralized actors. I believe this is one thing that regulation will have to target. Uh, but in a, uh, and I do believe there will be a clear target for regulators for that. It will just take some time and 
we're looking at positive uh, strides there. But when you look at DeFi, it gets a lot harder to regulate, Sasha. So it's a somewhat semi-understandable uh, concept uh, for the uh, plain folks, uh, let alone the regulators. Uh, when you look at the whole purpose of centralized institutions, their value add is that it's a lot simpler to use than PancakeSwap, Uniswap, and all these DEXs and DeFi's. But I do believe that uh, within time, once uh, the complexity of these protocols somewhat uh, goes down, then we will A, get more people using it, and B, we'll have clear reg regulations. The area that I think DeFi is amazing at is the protocol and the system. I believe the projects that are trading on DeFi are a little bit, uh, have a little bit of room to improve in their ethical proprietary. But uh, for now, I think what we have as an infrastructure of DeFi, the whole uh, a, um, automated uh, market makers, the liquidity pools, everything there, the 24-hour access, I think if we can move that uh, onto, if we can move stocks and bonds and real assets onto that system, I think that's a uh, huge room for explosion. And this will take uh, maybe five to 10 years, which major institutions are looking at doing. One of the crises that was caused by this uh, insolvency of the Silicon Valley Bank is the crisis of the stable coins concretely USDC. Now the crisis has mostly been solved, but do dollar-based stablecoins have a future or in future we will have something else, maybe gold or yen-based, yuan-based, some, something that won't cause that much of an issue with the Fed? Uh, I, I, I think that the stablecoin uh, having a long place for us a major place for us to access the as a payment instrument for us to access our digital assets is imperative the only issue is that we still are suffering from a lot of skepticism in what the true assets undervaluing these stablecoin issuers are and this is one area where people are looking to heavily competing i believe busd had some very pro good prosperity until there was a target like i said uh, it's it's all going to seem more clear more visible i think 2023 is going to be a year where uh, it's going to be vast changes to the landscape and we we have seen the sec specifically in america target a lot of the stablecoin issuers maybe to do with uh, room for giving more way to CBDC. But when CBDCs do come out, and this is an inevitability, we will not see stablecoins, decentralized stablecoins go away. So when we look at asset-backed stablecoins, that's great. But essentially, that is a securities organization. And when you have a securities organization, um, I believe it gets very harder for that issuer to actually 
you know, offer or have offerings for that stable coin because mm-hmm. it will be seen as a security. So for now, I do I do think that in terms of a uh, economic economical point of view, it is something that we can also have. But the challenge for someone to do that is very great. Bitcoin is pushing uh, past uh, 28,000. Can Bitcoin grow more? Is Bitcoin maybe a safe haven now uh, for store of assets? Look, I, th- I think um, it's uh, a definition of a bull run or a bull trap. You, you can fall in either side of this argument. But for sure, Bitcoin will always be a store of assets. Granted that you can store it in a safe manner. Uh, I, I, I do believe that price action is uh, evidently clear in the charts. So for the for for now, if you're looking to store your value, the value of your 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 funds, your money in a uh, safe and a reliable sense, then it should be part of. I, I do believe every, everyone's portfolio in a certain percentage. So Bitcoin therefore has a future. Uh, also, considering the fact, I don't, that- I don't believe it will go to zero. Yeah, I think, I think, I think people can argue that as much as they want, but the fact that we see the uh, issues with the just, just this, uh, these articles that you've alluded to about the insolvencies in the bank do show that there is, and and actually going back to Nigeria. There was an election there where um, they've just finished, but the uh, the government was trying to force down their CBDCs, the Nigerian issued CBDCs to their citizens, and uh, they were essentially forcing it down their throats. And by ensuring that they were limiting their banking withdrawals, which caused mass havoc in Nigeria, and it actually led to some Nigerian exchanges fluctuating the price of Bitcoin. While it was being traded at 20, in Nigeria exchanges, it was being traded at $40,000. So I think that does ultimately show a huge, huge significance for the Bitcoin as a digital asset and a store of wealth. Uh, now the price of gold have risen beyond the two thousand dollars threshold. Uh, why? That's great. Uh, yeah. Why? We have. We've never. That's the first time we've seen correlation, uh, positive yeah. correlation. Yeah, in a long time. Why uh, gold-based stable coins, or or in general commodities-based stable coins, have never really uh, had a wider appeal? They definitely do. I think it's a huge hedging mechanism. A, B, it's accessibility to the uh, commodities in the gold sec- uh, sector through tokenization, which is a very, very sound way for people to access it. The issue that I'm saying is that it will take time for regulators, even more so than it will take time for, I believe, regulators to pinpoint DeFi. Um, you know, some can say more, some can say less, but the issue as of now is that when you tokenize gold, it's seen as a security. So for now, it's um, a way of using it is very useful. Uh, granted that the issuer 
is providing full transparency and uh, offering their uh, their stablecoins in a uh, legal and compliant manner to that regulation.